0: Mic check, mic check, mic check, a mic check, a mic check, a mic check, a mic check. A mic check I'm a little hype, I had an uh, epic pregame before this Before I started this episode, let me get to the song, let's go
1: Say, let me see Make every minute worth it, baby This for our sugar. I done. I done been around the world I haven't kissed a lot of girls So I'm guessing that it's true
0: Say so stickin' to the podcast
1: don't nobody uh, kiss it like you. yes, we back I, Don't nobody kiss it like you Don't nobody kiss it like you Bang, bang, bang Don't nobody kiss it like you Don't, don't nobody kiss it like you Say so stickin' to the podcast five, We back for another episode Yes Yeah, yeah, yeah. At five in the morning, we can only be about to do one thing What? don't no, no, don't no, no. see, I told you The devil is a lie, them other girls can't compete with mine You do it so good, you fuck my mind You pull it up and you open fire You make me want to tap out every time Them pretty lips, they is so inspired I think that she ain't winner, she could be a keeper Cause she's such a good Been around the world, I done kissed a lot of girls, so I'm guessing that is true. yeah Make me in and I bet a million dollars. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Mm-hmm. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Bang bang bang. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Mm-hmm. This girl she's my hero, kid, kid hero, heroes. Yeah. Pay so <laughs> in. Do. I ain't want that you off fever. I'm staring. You barrel pull the trigger, chitty chitty bang. Dang. Dang. I, don't know, don't know. I told her uh-huh. the devil is a the lie. Them other girls can't compete with mine. You do this so good, Cause you fuck my mind. You pull it out, then you open wide. You make me want to tap out every time Them pretty lips leave me so inspired. I think I gotta. They sick like and shit up podcast, like let's go. the podcast. Kissing Let's go. Um, right. Keep it up. We be kissing kissin all night. Kiss good. Uh, kiss right. Keep it up. We be kissing all night. Kissin all night. Kiss, kiss good. Right. Kiss, 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 kiss right. Keep it up. So I'm guessing that it's true. Make me and Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Bang, bang, bang. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Don't nobody kiss it like you. Taste the
0: Consider Podcast. We're back for another episode. I'm your host, Dirk Silver. And we're back. Yes, I, like I said, I had an epic epic pregame before this episode (laughs) i had an epic pregame before this episode that's the last song that i listened to during the pregame and i had to start the podcast off with that i had a song already in mind already had it written out on the outline but hey you just gotta go with the flow sometimes just gotta go with the flow it's a taste to consider podcast yes indeed we're back for another episode let me introduce the episode officially yes it's a taste to consider podcast i'm your host derek silver and we're back back for another episode yes I swear, I feel like I just recorded yesterday. You know what I'm saying? It's been a long time. It's been a... It, I don't know if it's been a long time, but it's been a minute since I recorded. <sighs> Excuse me, damn burp number one off the break. So you know, I'm um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm in. I'm in the zone. The burp came within what? Let me look at the time. Within five minutes. Of the the episode, <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, indeed. It's a taste to consider podcast. Oh, man, it feels good to be back. Oh, man, it definitely feels like I just recorded. Um, yeah, uh, shout out to all the people who hit me up, DM me, all that good stuff about the last episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, um I didn't really i don't know what type of feelings I had about the last episode, but shout out to everybody who hit me up about the episode. People were saying it was fire and all that other stuff, so you know what I'm saying I receive it i i, I I'm gracious i thank you, you know what I'm saying I feel good you know um like i like last episode I'm at the halfway point of year three uh of a taste to consider podcast um I was thinking like when I was setting up and stuff in the uh tasting room, setting up the the camera the lights and stuff like that for youtube, make sure um check out the youtube page the taste to consider network. the episode is up, so that's a good thing uh <laughs> um this episode that I'm recording right now will will and should should and will be up uh as well in the coming days. So um, yeah, I'm back in the groove of things. You know, what I'm saying I'm feeling good. I kind of had to scramble a little bit at the last minute to put this episode together because I wanted to wait to record to the weekend. But when I was in the gym today, I was just feeling it. I was like, "Damn, yeah, I'm feeling it." I felt I just felt creative. I had to do something. Like I was even going to record, or I was going to write in my blog. But I was, but I when I was in the gym, I just kept thinking about. The episode, I just kept thinking about all the things that I was going to talk about. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and record. I'm going to go ahead and record. So I just had to buckle down, sit my ass down after the gym. I ain't even get to take a nap. And I always take naps after the gym, like a little 20, 30-minute nap. But I set my ass down, and I put a show together. So honestly, this show right here is going to be a couple of, episodes this is going to be a potter. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've had some episodes where I did multiple parts to it. This definitely is going to be one. And this is an episode that's been in the making ever since I started the podcast um and surprise to me going back to um all of the content that I saved um since then. So, it's interesting, but yeah, this is a show that was in the making. And this is a Uh, A topic that is like heavy on social media, particularly in the black community, uh, the gender wars and all that other good stuff. But, you know, um, I, I had probably like when I when I actually went through all the stuff that I had saved from the time I've been saving like topics and clips and stuff like that. Just this topic alone had like 70 something pieces of content whether it's clips or posts or memes or whatever but so this this is definitely going to be a part i don't know if it's going to be a uh it's definitely going to be a two-parter it's it's definitely going to be a three-parter or a four-parter but i had four-parters before so um yeah (laughs) but uh just a recap of the last episode man um I've done some more like research and reading and stuff on on the last on the topic of last episode. One of the topics of last last episode um, of men and friendships and stuff like that. And it's really like I don't want to use the word epidemic or anything like that when it comes to friendship, but like it's serious when it comes to men and friendships. And when I think about the term men, um. Like I heighten it when it comes to black men, because I always look at it like you know what I'm saying in the in the scope of things, you know you just can't isolate men and just keep it at that. you know what I'm saying um black men is heightened when it comes to these statistics, these studies, and these these articles and all this other stuff, and when it comes to black men and friendships, like yeah, there's really like a a quote unquote recession. With um friendships and stuff like that and, and actually healthy and quality friendships, so it's just it's just interesting that you know and just me as a perfect example like um over the years and the friendships that I've had the friendships that I had now is very it's gotten um lower like the quality and the um the amount of friendships that I had as I gotten older. And a lot of people will sit there and say, like, you know, yeah, as you get older, you should have less friends and all that other stuff. But I don't agree with that. The more and more that I'm learning, the more and more I'm going to therapy and opening up and stuff like that. You should have more and more friendships. You should have quality friendships and stuff like that. And the stuff that I looked up, the stuff that I read that, you know, having quality and healthy friendships leads to a more healthier life. It leads to a longer lasting life. And that's something that black men struggle with Um, men overall, but black men in particular. I'm only going to speak for what I know. And I'm a I'm a quote unquote black man, you know, so that's what I'm speaking to. But this episode, like I said, it was in the making for a while, Um, unknowing, unknowingly, (laughs) but at the same time, knowingly. This episode, I'm gonna be talking about a lot about you know the one of the main gender wars topics of leading and masculinity, femininity, uh, submission, and all that other stuff. And this is all coming from my point of view. Like I always say, I don't debate. Um, I have conversations because I think the 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 term debate or the art of debate has been long gone it's long gone because um people think that you you can debate with just opinions and that is not the case debating you have to have facts you have to have you have to have sources you have to have studies you have to have some sort of concrete information that backs your position and opinions is not it you know what i'm saying um with these next couple of episodes, you know, I'm speaking from my perspective, from my experience. Um, I try to find as much uh, um, quality information, facts and stuff like that as I can. Um, if you're triggered by it, I say this all the time on the podcast. If you're triggered by it, then that means that there's some truth to it on your end as well as mine. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't try... Look, I ain't perfect. I ain't better than nobody. I don't try to portray that as much as I've had uh, experiences where people claim that I acted perfect or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That ain't the case. I try to speak as much from my experiences as possible. I can't speak for women. I can't necessarily speak from the totality of femininity. But I can speak to it to a degree because, like I say, Said on the last episode, and like I say all the time, you know, what I'm saying we all have the masculine and feminine, feminine, um, feminine traits and attributes to us. You know, what I'm saying that's just that's just what it is. You know, it it has to you you're gonna have both sides to it. You know, we're supposed to have a balance. You know, whether we have it or not, that's according to your your personal, um. Experiences your walk in life or whatever what whatever terms you want to use <laughs> because a lot of people be using these trendy terms these days and just hiding behind trauma, you know what I'm saying when it comes to that you know, I tweeted something out today. let me pull that tweet up matter of fact, because I was just getting tired of saying like and this is including me, I was getting tired of people hiding behind these trendy terms. But what I said is, I said, I've learned people, me too, hide behind the use of trendy terms, but it still really comes down to them wanting everything to go their way. And when it doesn't, well, you know, control now becomes flow. A lot of people try to, you know what I'm saying, use um, these trendy terms and try to be all spiritual with it and, you know, um, I don't know what other terms I can use as examples for, you know, oh, I'm I'm flowing throughout life or I'm I'm living non I'm living detached and all this other stuff. But a lot of people just. Be following behind other people saying the same terms and stuff like that and still living a life of trying to control things in their life and not really living a life of flowing or being or you know what I'm saying, living a life of non-attachment and stuff like that. They just using these terms that's convenient to push or to confirm whatever biases that they have. And like I said, I'm included as well. But yeah, so throughout this episode and throughout the coming episodes, people may be triggered and I'm sure a lot of women will be triggered. And this is not to be an attack on women or anything like that. I welcome, you know what I'm saying, conversation. I welcome feedback and stuff like that. Because I don't know it all. I don't claim to know it all. I don't portray to know it all. I'm just speaking from my experiences. And I'm always open to learn. I love learning. You know, but everybody isn't like me. So yeah. Um I ain't even really write an outline for this because, like I said, everything is going to be about the masculinity, femininity, leadership, submissive and all that other stuff. So, yeah, I'm just going to dive into it. It might seem like I'm all over the place, but there's a method to my madness. (laughs) Well, let me pull up um, my topics in my phone. And I'm going to start off with this clip because, I, like, in the midst of me putting the show together, like, that's why I always say, like, I really don't have to do a lot of work um, finding topics and, and stuff like that for episodes. They just they just be coming to me, even in the midst of putting shows together and even in the in the in the midst of me, like feeling that I got to record. But then. Also, at the same time, my intuition telling me, no, I don't record yet. And then I'd be happy that I, I didn't record based off of my urgency or my, my uh, yeah, well, pretty much my urgency of trying to control the situation or trying to push content out and trying to be um trying to keep up with other people or be con- or, quote unquote, be consistent as as I see other people being consistent. Because then other stuff be coming to me that is part of the the content or the views that I have or things that I want to talk about and stuff like that. So this first clip that I'm going to play, I came across it today in the midst of me driving home from the gym. I know you're not supposed to, you know what I'm saying, be in your phone to drive, but I was in my phone to drive, and driving. Thank God that I got home safe. But I came across this clip. And I'm like, this goes perfect with the show. So I got to use it today. So here we go. <laughs> Weak men desire submissive women because it'll make their life easier. Strong men bring out the submissiveness in a woman because he has made her life easier. All right. All right. <laughs> What caught my attention from this clip from Jump was it's a dude sitting down with his shirt off, with this necklace on, with with uh, I don't know if it's claws or if it's if if it's tooths teeth. I said tooths. <laughs> oh man, I'm kind of hyped. I'm kind of like I said, I had an epic pregame, but this dude got a shirt off got a necklace on with t- with teeth or claws or whatever i don't know what he what he got on he got them in his ears and everything but all right let me play the clip again weak men desire submissive women because it'll make their life easier Strong men bring out the submissiveness in a woman because he has made her life easier. Weak. All right. Let me get this burp out real quick. Burp two. Burp three. All right. um, Burp four. Now you know that pregame was epic. All right. So he said weak men desire submissive women because it makes their life easier. Now, to a degree, I agree with that for the simple fact that I do understand. I know I've seen plenty of men who are so um, intent on being in control that, yeah, they want a woman that they're any woman that they're dealing with to be submissive so it can make their life easier. But then at the same time, shouldn't you want your life to be easier? Shouldn't you want, you know what I'm saying? Everything shouldn't have to be a struggle when you're dealing with your mate, your partner, your girlfriend, your wife, whoever, boyfriend, whatever, husband, whatever, right? Right? But then, in turn, I feel like he contradicts himself when he says strong men. See, I forgot what he said. Let me play it again. Men desire submissive women because it'll make their life easy. Yeah, okay. Now remember. He says strong strong men. Let me just play it. I forgot that.
2: <laughs> strong men bring out the submissiveness.
0: Of- yeah, he says strong men bring out the submissiveness. And women to make their life easy, and this is the this is the problem that I have with that because it's always a thing of one person's life only being easier. It's always that mentality of happy wife, happy life. You know, on the you and you podcast, I used to always say happy dude, happy mood, right? To counteract that, but honestly, when it comes down to it, it should be. I I don't even have a term to make it rhyme, but it should just be happy partnership or happy relationship or happy marriage. It shouldn't be no thing where one side is heavier than the other in order for the person to be happy. Like the wife shouldn't be the only person that's happy in order for the whole relationship to be happy or the, the man or the husband or whatever or the, the in the relationship or the partnership should be the happiest in order for everything to go well. But I do understand that these things happen. And that's one of the problems that I have with these type of clips, with those memes, and with this narrative that's been shit, this narrative has been out even before I was born. And I'm 41 years old, but I will get I will get to that later. But yeah, I can't stand stuff like this. So let me let me point out, let me ask this question right here. Like, you always hear these the you always hear this question right here. Well, not even the question. You always hear this statement or see this meme or whatever out there on social media. Um, let me uh, make sure I say it correctly. Uh, <laughs> it says, uh, like, the the memes will be, like, something like, I'll be feminine when the right man comes around or some some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But just imagine if a man... Was saying, "I'll be masculine for the right woman." Imagine the dude saying that. Imagine the dude saying that. "I'll be masculine for the right woman." That would not. That would not go down. That would not. I can almost. I can almost say that majority of the women would be like, "Hell nah, that ain't happening." I'll be masculine for the right woman. We always putting this, putting this um. This pressure, or this, this um, we always putting this pressure, or we putting this, this um, responsibility on another person to make us happy, or to submit, or to be a leader, or to be to be uh, I already say happy, or to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's it's, it's definitely it, – it ain't no thing. I know. It's not talked about enough how we put too much responsibility on other people in our lives for us to feel comfortable or happy or for our lives to go right in our mind. You know what I'm saying? And that's the problem. And I think a lot of that comes from our childhood. And that is not talked about enough. You know what I'm saying? People are just more so comfortable with just going about and just – putting the blame on somebody else and i'm saying this from experience from me experiencing it from from other women as well as putting it on other women yes see that's the thing about me i like the more and more that i've been growing the more and more i've been reading the more and more i've been going to therapy and stuff i've been able to see like i've been part of this toxicity and I can't put nobody's, I can't put my happiness on nobody. I can't put my comfortability on nobody. Either I'm gonna be myself or not be myself. But that comes down to healing, that comes down to letting go of things, and that comes down to having confidence, being comfortable with yourself, loving yourself, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? I can go on and on with the cliches. It's always it seems like people always want to use these cliches and these terms or whatever when it's convenient for them, when it's convenient for them or when it's when it's able to confirm whatever situations that they've been in, gone through in at the moment or whatever. You know, what I'm saying a lot of times we don't know how to separate our our emotions from the actual reality of things. So here's another question right here. Is the person, is that person really your soulmate or are they simply a reflection of what you needed from your caregivers? Now, that's deep right there. If you can't connect with it, then you just not at that at that level yet. You know what I'm saying? But I can connect with it because I I remember the days where, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, I've tried to find find love and happiness through another person relationships and stuff like that whether it's romantic platonic relationships whatever you know what I'm saying that's what I did that's what I thought you were supposed to do before I started going to therapy before I started learning about myself I started connecting more with myself you know what I'm saying and just understanding that. The ultimate happiness, the ultimate, the foundation of everything starts with you. Yes. People that you're in relationships with, whether romantic or platonic, are supposed to provide these spaces for you. But it's not supposed to be the end all be all. You're supposed to already have that foundation in place. So if this person That you're dealing with whether romantic or platonic isn't providing it then you can recognize it and walk away or put boundaries in place to protect yourself. And I'm not talking about protecting yourself from the ego standpoint. I'm talking about from the soul standpoint. Because a lot of times we try to we try to protect ourselves from the ego not the soul because our soul does need to be fed, but our ego does as well. I mean, like I say, we are human beings on this earth, so we're having a human experience, but outside of that, we we have a soul. So, I mean, like, you got to be able to recognize, pull yourself back, and and ask yourself, like, is, is my ego operating right now? You know what I'm saying? Is my ego f- trying to force something? Is my ego trying to control something? Is my ego trying to protect myself? Or is it your soul telling you, okay, this is a red flag where I need to make some type of an adjustment or I need to bring this to their attention, or we need to have a conversation, or I need to just walk away, period. I think I got another clip up next, so let's see.
3: women say if a man leads properly i will submit i really want to know what does she mean properly isn't something that could be quantified it's not something that's tangible how can i know when i'm leading properly it's really left up to that person's interpretation or standard of what proper leadership is Because there's no actual metric of leadership. How is a man to know when he's leading properly? If you leave it that open and you leave it that subjective, it leaves room for you to move the goalposts. And then you're moving the goalposts. It leaves room for you to disrespect and then justify your disrespect by saying, I'm not leading properly. I just really want some clarification on what is proper leadership.
0: And I agree with everything he said because when you look at it, When you have it open ended like that, then everything is on the table for interpretation. Everything is on the table for a justification. And that's where social media F's up a lot of relationships, partnerships, friendships, whatever. Because if it's so open ended and you don't even know from yourself How you want a person to lead in this particular relationship, partnership, whatever, or just take the leadership portion out of it. Just being in a platonic situation or friendship or, or something like that, acquaintance or whatever, then you're leaving you're leaving it open for somebody else to tell you what leadership should be or what friendship should be. Or what romance should be or what intimacy should be and that's and that's why I always say and that's why I always feel and this is based off of my experience and based off of the things that I've seen that social media has effed up relationships. period because a lot of people are out here don't have didn't have a solid foundation, don't have a solid foundation. So, everything is open for interpretation and justification. And it's all based on confirmation of whatever bias you have in that moment based off of your emotions. All right, let me move on. I got another clip. <laughs>
2: Leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of the people in your charge. It's about making sure that the people who you are leading are good and are protected and are cared for. And you have to be empathetic in order to do that. You have to be willing to sacrifice and put yourself on the line in order to make sure that they're good. You have to be okay with them taking the credit and wins and you taking the credit and losses and being responsible for those things. You have to take things on the chest. You have to be the one that's in the front sometimes that takes more The be to make sure that the person is protected that's what leadership is it's being in servitude of those who are following you not being the boss or dictator of those who are following you as you transition from being single to being in a relationship as yeah. a man it's like i did things on my own and this is how i operated. but now when i'm in partnership with somebody else i need to behave differently and be more empathetic mm-hmm. and be more caring because i'm leading somebody else it's saying that i like to show up to the airport 45 minutes before my flight you like to show up three hours before your flight if you feel more comfortable showing up three hours early because of your anxiety okay I'm, I'm hearing you I'm listening to you can we meet in the middle yeah. and figuring out what will make you feel comfortable not saying I'm the man I know this I know what to do don't worry about this like I got this I fly all the time I ain't never missed a flight That's mm-hmm. not about that it's not about it. you controlling or being right it's you're in partnership with somebody now yeah. and leading is being in servitude of other people who are following and making them feel comfortable and in return they return that back to you if the relationship is right <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm going to play the clip back. But in the midst of me listening to the clip and just thinking about, like I, like I said, I always I always go through episodes before I actually record them. I, I picture in my mind me sitting down right now and going through the, the clips and all that other stuff. So piggybacking off of... Burp number five or six or whatever. Uh, piggybacking off of um, your childhood and how, you know what I'm saying, it it creates, you know, a lot of things that goes on as you coming up in your adulthood and stuff like that. So. I'm going to be a little personal, but at vague at the same time. So I grew up with uh, a parent that led with their fear, right? So and with that parent leading with their fear, they projected a lot of that fear on me when making decisions. And even when I wanted to make certain decisions for myself as a child, they led with that fear and talked me out of it and stuff like that. And not saying that that was bad because... You know, that fear, even though um, the even though the fear, the fear portion may have been bad, but it was coming from love, so to speak. So in turn, those are things that I picked up in my life. Those are things in the midst of me growing up became a habit for me. So when I started being in relationships, um, I remember like operating in fear and and trying to I was basically in, in turn trying to persuade or uh, control in certain instances my partner to do certain things based off of my fear based off of the things that you know I experienced or the things that I grew up with or the or just what I knew you know what I'm saying that's what I knew to operate out of fear when making decisions And it took me a while to actually see that and to see that I was basically being that particular parent at the time in my relationships. And when I actually realized that this was before I even started going to therapy, um, I said to myself, I don't want to be like that because I know how it made me feel. I know how it made me feel. I know how it prevented me from doing things that I was actually talented in or I had gifts in and I, f- I fell back. So it was, it, it didn't even come to a point where I found a balance. I totally fell back. So in a, in in one instance, I was adding negativity by the controlling and persuading and Operating out of fear when giving advice and opinions and stuff like that, but then even when I fell back, it caused the issue because it looked like I wasn't supportive or I didn't care or I wasn't loving or I wasn't nurturing, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, right? So let me go back to the clip and I'm gonna play it and you know what I'm saying we'll
2: talk about it. Let me see. All right, here we go. Leadership is not about being in charge. Leadership is about taking care of the people in your charge. And this is what
0: I'm talking about. Like a lot of dudes, even me in the past and stuff like that, I just wanted to be in charge. I want you even you going to listen to me or not. You know, what I'm saying stuff like that. And it's a lot of dudes out there that get off on it. That's their ego. It it feeds their ego to be in charge. You know, what I'm saying to have the control to be the only one who is has the the intellects the intellect in that situation or the the drive or the one that has the goals or the dreams, et cetera, et cetera.
2: It's about making sure that the people who you are leading are good and are protected and are
0: and that's what it all is all about. You know, being a leader is actually being there to be supportive and one of the the key things of being a leader is being submissive, not always feeling as though that you're right. Being open to being wrong, or being open to learning something new, or being open to learning something different. And what he will say in this clip, his cl- in this clip that he already said when I played it was finding a middle ground, finding a balance, and that's something that we totally forget in when it comes to relationships. It's always, either, it's, it's always that, that pendulum swinging, you know what I'm saying? It's either your way or the highway, my way or the highway. It's never no balance, you know what I'm saying? And sure, the, t- the scales will tip at some point, but it's all about being able to come back to that balance point
2: cared for and you have to be empathetic in order to do that you have to be willing to sacrifice and put yourself on the line in order to make sure that they're good you have to be okay
0: he said some key things in key word he used some key words empathy and sacrifice a lot a lot of, i've already talked about this plenty of times before and i know i say that all the time hold on burp number seven or eight <sighs> empathy and sacrifice a lot of men don't know feelings and emotions other than anger and aggression, but, not, but let's not mistake just because a woman is more emotional than a man that she understands what empathy and sacrifice is.
2: With them taking the credit and wins and you taking the credit and losses and being responsible for the
0: It shouldn't be no competition when you're in a relationship or a partnership. And I'd be I'd be lying and acting as if I was perfect if I didn't say that I never felt uh, some sort of competition or feeling the need to keep up with somebody that I was in a relationship or a partnership with
2: things you have to take things on the chest you have to be the one that's in the front sometimes that takes
0: because when it comes down to it if you're in a true partnership then their wins is your wins my wins is your wins it's all about experiencing life together wins and losses and working together to get through those things or celebrate those things
2: more the beating to make sure that the person is protected. That's what leadership is. It's being in servitude of those who are following you, not being the boss or dictator of those.
0: Exactly. Servitude. I want to push you, you should want to push me. I want to inspire you, you should want to inspire me. I want to motivate you, you should want to motivate me. Not you should do what I say. Oh, you got a business, you should do it this way. Yeah, you su- you sh- you can suggest things or give opinions or whatever, but whatever opinion, whatever no, whatever decision that they make, you supposed to be in support of it. It's no no thing of oh man, you should do, you should do what I told you to do. Why didn't you do that? It would have been more, much more better. As if you know for real, as if you're a fortune teller and you sitting here saying you or you act you're psychic and you absolutely know that your decision would have been the best one. <laughs> A lot of times um when I was operating out of fear or what I know or what I knew based off of how I was raised and stuff like that I would look at it like, you know, um I lost my train of thought. Damn. Let me go back to the clip.
2: (laughs) We're following you. As you transition from being single to being in a relationship as a man, it's like I did things on my own and this is how I operated. But now when I'm in partnership with somebody else, I need to behave differently and be more empathetic. Exactly.
0: We've all have our individuality, um, our uniqueness, whether you're, you're tapped in or fully tapped in or not. But once you... Start dealing with people, whether it's in friendship, uh, a relationship, partnership, marriage, whatever. You have to operate differently because it's two people coming together that's supposed to be connecting as one, not not being one, but connecting as one. Right? When you connect, yes, you will have moments where you're being one, but that doesn't supposed to mean one hundred percent being one. That's what the communication aspect comes into play. If you aren't communicating properly, then you aren't connecting properly. So it ain't gonna be too. It ain't gonna be no moments where you are actually being together, right? And in those moments where you are actually being together, where you let me rewind back. In those moments where you aren't being together. Or you aren't connecting together, that's when the conversation comes into play. And you'll you can be able to find that balance, or you can be able to find that that um, medium ground or that that place where, okay, we gon we gonna go in this direction and see what happens, right? Okay, now the, now that train of thought is coming back after I made that statement. A lot of times when I was operating from that fear aspect and what I knew or whatever. Um <laughs> uh <laughs> It was a situation it damn I lost my train of thought again <laughs> Damn it
2: <laughs> and be more caring because i'm leading somebody else it's saying that i like to show up to the airport 45 minutes before my flight you like to show up three hours before your flight if you feel more comfortable showing up three hours early because of your anxiety okay i'm I'm hearing you i'm listening to you can we meet in the middle yeah. and figure out-
0: yeah and you're supposed to honor your your partners or your friends or whoever's feelings You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, everybody has their own individuality. Everybody came up a different way. Everybody had different experiences, or whatever. So one thing that we don't do is honor each other's experiences, feelings and emotions. You have to do that. You have to, because that's the only way that you can come to some sort of agreement. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a disagreement, uh, we agree to disagree. We just going to see how, how it works out. And then if it don't work out your way, I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to say, well, you should have did this and that or whatever. Then we're going to try it the other way and see if it work. And if that don't work, then we can collaborate and put both things together and see what actually does work. And I'm not saying all this as if I'm, you know what I'm saying, I'm doing this correctly all the time or whatever, or if I'm doing it, period. But I've learned to understand that this is what you have to do if you absolutely want to be with the person that you're with. You know what I'm saying? Whether it leads to um, the ultimate goal that you're trying to reach. And that's another topic for another day.
2: what will make you feel comfortable not saying i'm the man i know this i know what to do don't worry about this like i got this i fly all the time i ain't never missed a flight that's mm-hmm. not about that it's not about it. you controlling or being right it's you're in partnership with somebody now yeah. and leading is being in servitude other people who are following and making them feel comfortable and in return they return that back to you if the relationship is right
0: yeah because i mean when it comes down to it at some point leaders have to be followers. At some point that leader was a follower. You have to learn. At some point that leader has that leader is a follower. Like I got I got a mentor. I got people that I've learned from in the past. <clears throat> One of the foundations that I do have is that I actually went through leadership training when I was younger. When I was a preteen and a young teenager, I went through actual leadership training. So that's not to say that I'm the ultimate leader or, you know what I'm saying, you should listen to me because I went through leadership training. That just means that, you know what I'm saying, I have some experience and that I'm confident in that experience and that I'm open to learning new things when it comes to leadership. So, you know what I'm saying? In this old topic of leading and submission and and all that other stuff, it comes down to masculinity and femininity. And I've talked about plenty of times before about women being more um in tune with their masculine energy or their masculine their masculinity. Because there's a difference. Um, there really is a difference. The energy is actually what you're putting out there. And the and the, the masculinity and the femininity is actually um, what you see. And because I've seen plenty of femi- feminine women, their looks have been feminine. But their energy, their attitude or whatever, and their essence is <laughs> masculine. And it's the other way around. It's no difference. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to be biased because I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? It may seem that way, but that's just because I can only truly speak from the masculine side because of how society has shaped us. You know what I'm saying? How I was raised and stuff like that. But let's talk about masculinity for a second. And this clip right here that I'm about to play is from Jason Wilson. That's somebody that I played clips on before. Somebody that um, I talked about before. Somebody that, you know what I'm saying, I've been following for a while on social media or whatever. And, and you know what I'm saying, I I really, you know what I'm saying, um, vibe with a lot of things that he's putting out there. So let me go to that clip.
3: Masculinity. There appears to be many forms of it, but does this one word comprehensively define what it means to be a man? Let's take a look at its definition. Having qualities traditionally ascribed to men as strength and boldness. Masculinity itself is not toxic. However, a man becomes toxic when he allows his humanity to only be defined by masculinity. Let's use the pit bull terror as an example. For decades, this dog was bred to be an aggressive protector and fighter. This eventually caused this beautiful breed to become unstable and volatile. If not for the relentless efforts of dog rescue initiatives, the masses would have never known that the Pit Bull Terrier is also a loving, compassionate companion and family dog. Please don't misconstrue what I'm saying, because I am very masculine. However, I am no longer confined by its limited definition. I am a comprehensive man of the most high, courageous, but also compassionate, strong, but sensitive. My brothers, we are human. So let's embrace our humanity and no longer allow our lives to be limited by masculinity.
0: Beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. And this is something that I had to learn over time. And I didn't really learn this until I started going to therapy and. One of the therapists that I talked about plenty of times on this podcast before, a black woman therapist, and her goal was for our work together was to um, get me more in touch, in tune, connected with all of the emotions and feelings, negative and positive, because there's more to just anger and aggression. Like I, I've said, she gave me a list. Two sides of the paper. One was negative emotions, one was positive emotions. Filled up the, both sides of the paper for both of them. And society would tell us, which programmed us, which in tune programmed our parents which our parents programmed us which they was programmed by their parents and we can go on and on down the line of programs of this is how a man should be you know this is how you should conduct yourself you you can't have emotions you can't have feelings because that will make you weak on the outside looking in I'm masculine as hell. I go to the gym. I got muscles. I'm cut. Um, I, I got my own house. I got a mortgage. I got a car. I got my own money. I am a man. Right? I can be aggressive. I can show all the masculine qualities. Right? But on the other hand, I have learned to be more in touch and tune and connected with my sensitive side, right? With my feminine side, with my feminine energy. Granted, it was always there, but I didn't know how to express it. I didn't know how to communicate it. I didn't know how to articulate it. But now I'm much more better in doing it. And I'm continuing the process of learning how to balance it to be able to express it and articulate it to the people that I have relationships with, whether they accept it or not, whether they shame me or not, you know what I'm saying? But I had to also learn that that's their problem if they don't accept it, if they don't receive it. You know, I'm not looking to be saved. I don't want to be saved. At one point in time when I was younger, before therapy, yeah, I looked at it. I had to be saved. I needed a love of my life to save me, to give me happiness and all that other good stuff. I needed that from my mother. I needed that from my father. I needed that from my brother. But now I understand that I have to give that to myself. And everything that I get outside of that is a bonus. And the people who don't give that to me, the, that ain't that ain't got nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? I I ultimately make the decision on who I want to deal with when it comes to all of that. Um, Let me see what's now. I don't know if this is a clip or a post, but no, just piggybacking off of his um, off of his statement is um. matter of fact, I got another clip from him. And let me let me find that and pull that up because I think it's relevant to to all of this. Um, he pretty much says the same thing, but there's some other elements to it that um expands on it. Um, let me see if I can find it. Um, I was gonna save it for one of the other episodes, but I feel like it's necessary. So here we go, right here. This was Jason Wilson on the Breakfast Club.
4: So powerful yesterday at the Mental Wealth Expo when Mac- Maxwell asked you, um, what's the definition of a man? Hmm. how do you define a, a, a man
3: Yeah, you can't define <laughs> once you allow yourself to be defined you can't be anything and everything you have to be at any given moment that's the goal of a man that's comprehensive manhood and, and that's the key man if you only feel as a man that you're only a protector and provider how are you going to be there for your family how can you have a relationship with your wife and you're only, you can only manifest two attributes damn you're extremely limited. Uh, a friend of mine compared it to that crayon boxes, the ones of eight and the ones of 64. As men, we take out three crayons out the one of eight, and we said we're going to stay in that that area because it feels comfortable, it's safe. Man. But the Most High created us to exude all 64 and even more.
0: Exactly. Us as men, we are human. Like I said this even a while ago when I was like, Men, we have to be more emotionally supportive or emotionally available to the women in our lives. And if we limit ourselves to just providing and protecting, which I do understand because at one point that was my mindset because that was the program or that's how I was taught, then you are limiting yourself. You can't be whole If the only thing that you're trying to do is provide and protect. You can't inspire. You can't motivate. You can't love. You can't be intimate. If that's the only thing that you're putting out to the world or in your relationships or partnerships. I am completely whole. I am more much more of a better person individually to myself as well as any woman in my life any friend in my life my my mother my father my brother i'm totally much more of a better person when i'm able to be vulnerable when i'm able to be secure and confident and open with All of the things that I have to offer to to these people in my lives. That's one of the reasons why like this is this ain't nothing that my therapist told me to do or anything. This is something that I learned to do based off of becoming more open or whatever because of therapy. That's why I started going over my parents house every Sunday for dinner or whatever. You know, what I'm saying, because this ain't nothing that my my parents ever did. This is something that I chose to do I made myself available to them You know what I'm saying I don't talk to my parents every day I don't see them every day But I made myself available to them On this one day You know what I'm saying I don't control what's going to happen that day All I control is Me showing up And I don't know how they feel about it You know what I'm saying But I know that it, it fills me up that I'm being more open despite the things that I've gone through as a child with my parents back in the day. Whether, whether you know what I'm saying? It was negative or not. You know what I'm saying? I'm being much more of a, of a, a of a man, a true man, <laughs> true masculinity by, Stepping out and doing my own thing With my parents Making myself available to them You know what I'm saying No matter what it is Whether I'm going over there painting the room for them Or I'm having dinner with them Or I'm helping them move stuff or whatever You know what I'm saying Or I'm just being a presence You know And that has to happen in like All the relationships in your life But it starts with with you If you aren't being available to yourself And that's one of the things like my current therapist. And this was even um, one of my former therapists I was talking about with the list or whatever. Taking myself out on dates. Doing something every week um, that I wouldn't normally do. Um, Opening myself up to new groups of people and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Doing things that I wanted to always do. Whether it's learn to play the guitar or Whatever. You can't be a full you can't be a fully available a fully whole fully vulnerable person if you aren't opening yourself up to all aspects of the things that are a part of you or that you want to do. I mean it just is what it is, <laughs> and that's something that I had to learn and it is it is still difficult for me at times, but you know what I'm saying I've learned how to push through. I've learned how to push through, and it even excites me when I don't have to push through, and um, it's just natural. Shoot, last episode, I was talking about, like, I would love for, you know what I'm saying, to have people come to the gym with me, to be in that, that space with me that I, I enjoy, that I have a lot of knowledge in and stuff like that. Last Sunday, I didn't go um, over my parents for dinner. But I was at the gym with my older brother. This was the first time in I don't know how long me and my brother went to the gym together. I was able to share that space with him that I'm very confident and secure in, that I have a lot of knowledge in. He was open to receiving the things that I know. You know what I'm saying? And it was a beautiful moment. And that's something that can be expounded on. But um, let me move on. To the next topic, let me go back all right um yeah, but if we if we only put if us as men only put our value on protecting and providing we're gonna be hurt, we're gonna be depressed, we're gonna be sad, we're gonna be tired, we're gonna be exhausted we going to feel like we have no worth. We're going to feel like we not appreciated because that's that's pretty much the standard of things. You know what I'm saying? You know that that is that's quote unquote labeled as that's what we should already be doing. You know what I'm saying? In the eyes of of men and women, the women in our lives, the men in our lives, the the women who see us, the men who see us outside of whatever relationships that we have that's what we supposed to be doing right so we not gonna get no appreciation no acknowledgement no kudos no congratulations or nothing from that that's what we supposed to be doing (laughs) um i think this is a clip next no it's not a clip all right so this is a, a meme that i came but i already talked about it pretty much it says when a woman feels safe and secure it can help bring out the best in her we got to get out this notion of and this is a dude that wrote this and this is a dude that's like a uh got a big following on social media or whatever we gotta stop putting that narrative out there and this is why social media when you have these small clips or these these uh these spaces where you're going to put a bunch of character uh, a small amount of characters in or whatever. That people only use it for their benefit. is confirmation. It's just a confirmation bias. Or whatever. It took me a long time to learn this or whatever. It's not no one person out here that's going to make you open up. Or make you be comfortable and safe or whatever. That shit starts from you. It starts from you. Yes, like I already said people are supposed to provide these spaces for you but but if if you don't already have that foundation in place then it's going to be a lot of complaining it's going to be a lot of back back and forth it's going to be a lot of arguments fighting and all that other stuff or going on social media and making videos complaining and talk about nigga this nigga that her this her that (laughs) all this other stuff or whatever if you already have that foundation in place or you put that foundation in place then you're able to be able to walk away from these spaces or bound or or put boundaries in place like i said last episode them red flags we so caught up into cancel culture and and not being not being able to or knowing how to work through or being so caught up into what everybody else say that we don't want to work through a red flag everybody got red flags how you how you sitting around saying oh this 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 dude or this girl or this woman got a red flag so i'm gonna walk away as if you ain't got no damn red flags we keep allowing everybody else to dictate how we live our lives it doesn't work that way that's we're just being followers we're <laughs> i'm gonna move on to the clip next clip
4: and to be quite honest with you i don't care why you masculine i don't, it don't care even matter. i don't care what happened to you as a, i'm a 40 year old man you I got don't a care. daughter no, I don't. But my point is this. My point is this. Right. You all wouldn't care if a mm-hmm. man came to you <clears throat> feminine and said, "My dad wasn't in my life. My mom didn't teach me this." You say, "Bro, you 38 years old. I don't want to deal with a feminine man that hasn't addressed his mm-hmm. issues." So for me, dealing with a woman that way, I'm going to tell you the same thing. I understand you had issues or whatever no, growing kid. up, and you had to be a certain way. <laughs> but I'm not going to put up with it as far as trying to be in a relationship with you because you don't know how to be a feminine woman. That's so what's
5: a feminine woman? What's your definition?
4: A the woman that, that basks in her femininity. She what? knows how to be uh, submissive to a man. She knows how to speak life into a man. She knows how to nurture. She knows how to take care of a home and take care of kids. She knows how to be accountable. She knows how to be reasonable. She knows how to be understanding when she's dealing with a man and knows which battles to choose when she's dealing with the kids.
0: I'm gonna play the clip again. But he said something very key. Very key. Very important. Was that a woman wouldn't care if a man came into the room, came to the table, sat at the table and said, Yeah, I got these issues, you know what I'm saying? My dad wasn't really in my life like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't get leadership uh, or discipline from a from a man or my mom, you know what I'm saying? She was real controlling in my life. Or you know what I'm saying? She didn't allow me to make decisions for myself. Or you know what I'm saying? She didn't really give me the love, attention, and affection that I need. Or whatever. A woman will run away. A woman will run away. And let me say this: Some women will run away. I, right? I, I have to, I have to be be uh, intentional about saying that because you know uh, some people would think that I'm talking about all women, but I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Even as vague as I as I'm being, I'm I'm not labeling all women or all men. You know what I'm saying? But these days, you got to be very intentional about the things you say. But yeah, no woman would take that. They don't care about that. No, they want you to come ready, able, and willing. You gotta be 100% ready financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever leads there are whatever other leads there are (laughs) when i'm gonna play the clip again see if there's any more things that i need to touch on
4: and to be quite honest with you i don't care why you're masculine
0: i don't care i don't care what happens see i wouldn't go that far and say that i don't care but i understand where he's coming from based off of the comparison comparison but i think that's 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 a um That's a road that we go down too much that causes even more conflict. And we will never get any understanding or no common ground or no uh, agree to disagreements, no type of balance. We do all this comparison like I shouldn't I shouldn't come. It shouldn't be a situation where I come to my partner, my my mate, wife, girlfriend, whatever. And then with whatever emotions or feelings or disturbances or whatever I have. And then she come right back with, and say, well, when I'm in that situation, you do this. And even vice versa, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to make it seem like, you know what I'm saying, I'm being biased. But like I said, I can only speak for myself. But it shouldn't be no thing like that. Allow people to have their moments. Allow people to have their their time to express their feelings and emotions there's a time and a place for each and everybody to be able to express themselves and you have to honor that you have to be gracious towards that but a lot of times we can't do that because it's all about competition we always competing about who's hurt is more hurt is just hurt pain is just pain hurt feelings is just hurt feelings um concerns is just concerns allow people to have their moments be open to it it shouldn't be no situation where you claim that i can come to you with with whatever feelings emotions i have or hurt feelings or whatever and then all of a sudden you getting mad and you giving me the silent treatment or whatever and stuff like that communicate say okay i hear what you're saying let me uh take a moment and you know what I'm saying? I'll get back to you or whatever. And I'm saying this, and I don't do this all the time. I didn't do this all the time. But I, I do know that, that it is important. And it's all about practice. It's all about having these opportunities, these moments to practice this. And that's something that we don't do. We'll practice everything over, all, all day long. We'll practice everything all day long. That benefits just us, but not when it comes to the people that we're dealing with, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships. We, we won't do that because we always feeling like we got to protect ourselves or we got to have a one up or whatever. And this is learned behavior. This is due to trauma, all that stuff. But
4: let me go back to the clip. To you as I'm a 40 year old man. You I got a care. daughter? No, like,
0: but that's See, like, I kind of feel like and I could be wrong, but I kind of feel like no, the women in this moment was trying to be combative by saying by asking him if he got a daughter and all this other stuff. They ain't even they wasn't even allowing him to finish speaking. And I'm just talking about these specific women. I'm not talking about every woman or the women that's listening
4: right now. But my and point is I this. My point is this. Right. You all wouldn't care.
0: And I like how he was assertive enough and in, in, in said that oh, let me get to the point
4: <laughs> if a man came to you feminine and said my dad wasn't in my life my mom didn't teach me this you say bro you 38 years old i don't want to deal with a feminine man that hasn't addressed his mm-hmm. issues so for me dealing with a woman that way i'm going to tell you the same thing i understand you had issues or whatever no, growing can't. up and you had to be a certain way but i'm not going to put up with it tr- as far as trying to be in a-
0: and I agree with him. Like we all have gone through things where we had to um learn how to pre- basically protect ourselves or whatever. And we had to learn how to react or respond in these situations or whatever. That's fine. But it comes down to I I get to choose what I want to deal with for that, right? And if I'm relaying that to you and you still not making adjustments, then that becomes the issue. I don't want to be the only one going to therapy and trying to learn how to grow and evolve as a person. And you're not doing nothing. I don't want to do that. It'd be different if the two people were both doing the work that they needed to do for themselves. And... um. And this is one mistake, one mistake that I've made plenty of times before where I've tried to dictate how a person, how my partner should be um, doing their, gro- their growing or their evolving as a person. Can I share things with them? Yeah, hell yeah. I love sharing things. You know what I'm saying? I love sharing books. I love sharing um, clips, things that I've learned, whatever. I, I love sharing that but you can't dictate how a person is supposed to receive that or how they supposed to work with that. You know what I'm saying? Or how they supposed to use that. But I think a lot of times people fall short of honoring and giving people grace when um, they're already, when they're in their growth, their growth journey, like, I mean, let's be honest. There's some people out here that just ain't trying to grow. They ain't trying to evolve. So, I mean, it's your your choice whether you want to keep dealing with it or not. And you can only blame yourself on the things that you keep dealing with or not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. I don't subscribe for you to be perfect. But I do want you
4: to be working. <laughs>
0: Whatever that entails, you know what I'm saying?
4: Relationship with you, because you don't know how to be a feminine woman. So what's
5: a feminine woman? What's your definition?
4: The woman that that basks in her femininity. She knows how to be uh, submissive to a man. She knows how to speak life into a man. She knows how to nurture. She knows how to take care of a home, take care of kids. She knows how to be accountable. She knows how to be reasonable. She knows how to be understanding when she's dealing with a man and knows which battles to choose when she's dealing
1: with a kid.
0: I mean, I agree with him. I mean, you know, everybody can have their own individual um, views and preferences on what they want um, a person's masculinity or femininity to be. But I do. I definitely believe and subscribe to that. There is a foundation to femininity and masculinity. There are things that you can let go. There are things that you can, you know what I'm saying, feel as though that the person um, should work on. When it comes down to it, if you really want to be with a person, it's, it'll, it's things that you will, you know what I'm saying, just, okay, that's, that, that's who she is right there or that's who he is right there. That's something that you know what I'm saying? He needs to work on or whatever. But these other traits or whatever, I see that he's putting in a lot of work. Or he's, he, oh, I just love this about him. Or I just love this about her. So those negative things that bother you at times don't outweigh the positives. But I think we come to the point where social media has put us in a place where anything that's negative is a point of walking away from <laughs> well let me move on to the next clip
5: you're not his mother you're his lady the nurturing and care should never be a bad thing stop nagging him that is not going to get you what it is that you want out of him quit trying to be in control you don't wear the pants he has a choice and the decisions that you all make too don't try to take his voice away from him and stop hovering him. There is no way that he's gonna be able to learn from his mistakes if you're always trying to protect him. He's not a child. Stop enabling him. He's not powerless. He's not helpless. He doesn't need you to hold his hand and take on the world. And this is probably the reason why you two are not connected. You're not as intimate as you all used to be. Show him love as his lady. You got it, baby. Happy, healthy relationship, y'all
0: one thing with this leadership submissive submission and masculine femininity we both do the same things just in different forms different ways or whatever we both try to control in our own ways based off of our fears the things that we've gone through trauma all that other good stuff well bad stuff <laughs> but A lot of times we try to, and this is something that I referenced early in the episode, we try to um, fulfill, fulfill old wounds, whether it's a mother wound or a father wound, through our partners. And we be so steeped in and so committed and so attached to our fears and worries, or even what our good, good girlfriends have gone through or what our boys have gone through. That we project that onto our relationship and our partner. I'm going to play the clip again. But a lot of, I ain't going to say a lot of, some women, they definitely try to mother their significant other. And be overbearing, be controlling and stuff because they want to control everything they don't want them to cheat they don't want them to hurt their feelings or they want to they want to um they have a they have an they have an a timetable that they haven't shared with their significant other whether it's marriage or um kids or going on vacations or posting on social media or whatever they have that invis- that 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 timetable that they never shared with their significant other. And they they project those feelings onto their significant other without him knowing. And guys do that too in their own way, whatever it may be. Um but I'm gonna play the clip again, we're gonna go through it.
5: You're not his mother. You're his lady the nurturing and care should never be a bad thing stop nagging him that is not going to get you what it is that you want out of him
0: see and that's what i'm talking about like a lot of times some women they want something so badly that they will try to force it and pressure the dude and that's only turning him off pushing him away and making him not want to deal with you or seek out other uh, uh outlet whether it is through a substance through his friends, or through another lady. Let's be honest. And that goes vice versa. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that it, it it's just a one-sided thing. You know what I'm saying?
5: Quit trying to be in control. You don't wear the pants. He has a choice in the decisions that you all make, too. Don't try to take his voice away from him.
0: Yes. And that's one of the things that I've been referencing for a while, and I specifically referenced on the last episode or whatever. You have a lot of women out here lately on social media. Uh, And let me say this first. Like, I've seen a lot of people say that the gender wars in the black community is not real because they don't see it or whatever. Stop saying that bullshit. Stop saying that. Just because you don't see it don't mean it's not happening. Just because you only see it on social media, but you're not experiencing it in your life don't mean it's not true. Obviously, it's real if it's on social media because, you know, people vent on social media. Shoot. I know it's cars driving down the street, but I'm not seeing it. I know the Safeway up the street is open, but I don't see it. I know that Chipotle is 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 throwing rice and beans in the bowl and the burrito, but I'm not seeing it so stop that that stop that stop that that these gender wars aren't happening because you know for damn well that it's happening for real in the black community but let me go back to this like allow the men today to have their voice because it's allowing you as women whether you're healed or not, to make decisions based off of the things that these men are putting out. And this is where this is where actually dialogue starts from when people are actually open and speaking the things that they feel or that they're going through. So allow these men on these podcasts or wherever you're seeing them to speak because it's allowing you to hear a perspective that you aren't privy to. Or you aren't used to. It may make you uncomfortable. It may trigger you. And I'm not saying that everything that these dudes out here saying on these podcasts. Or on social media. Is right. Or healthy. Or positive. Or whatever. But it's allowing a dialogue to be in place. It's allowing you to see a different perspective. Because. Because. All women aren't right. <laughs> All women aren't right. Women aren't aren't supposed to be the only people out here speaking their emotions or their feelings. Allow these men to speak their emotions and their feelings and the things that they have gone through and experienced. Because it allows an opportunity for a dialogue for them to learn if they're wrong. It allows them... To be open to hearing a quote unquote comeback or a quote unquote argument or quote unquote comment or whatever y'all want to call it. It allows them to have, it allows us to have a dialogue. You know what I'm saying? It's up to the individual, it's up to that individual man, it's up to that individual woman to be open enough to grow from that dialogue and if they can't do that then that's just what's happening in the moment maybe they'll grow later on maybe they won't but allow the dialogue allow these men to speak
5: (laughs) and stop hovering him there is no way that he's going to be able to learn from his mistakes if you're always trying to protect
0: this is something that i know from my experience and from all other men's experiences men we we particular we we have um we 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 like to go through things ourselves like right when we're ready to express what we're going through or what we're feeling, we'll do that but as a man and how we're wired, whether it's programmed or not men are builders. Men, we like to build. We like to correct. We like to fix. So if we aren't sharing in that exact moment, it's because we're trying to figure it out for ourselves. If that man is mature enough to express and articulate his emotions, his feelings, or whatever he's going through, he will do that. If he doesn't, then you have the opportunity to present that to him. And then you can go from there. He's
5: not a child. Stop enabling.
0: Men don't like feeling like a child (laughs) because a lot of times we we didn't even like how our mother raised us being overbearing or trying to overly protect us and shield us and stuff like that and i don't want to get all deep into it but that goes all the way back to the willie lynch syndrome and theory and all that other stuff but yeah i spoke about that enough
5: <laughs> him he's not powerless he's not helpless he doesn't need you to hold his hand and take on the world and this is probably the reason why you two are not connected
0: yes it's a fucking turn off we hate that shit Let us breathe, (laughs) let us breathe. Either we're trying to figure it out for ourselves, we don't wanna burden you, which is not necessarily a good thing and not necessarily a bad thing, but we're just trying to be a man, right? And I'm not, and me saying that is not, and I will preface that again by saying it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just our process. And based on our maturity Is whether we share it with you or not
5: You're not as intimate as you all used to be Show him love as his lady You got it baby Happy healthy relationship y'all Bye
0: (laughs) Yeah um Just to piggyback off of um, that clip Um and this is from this is from the same wo- woman that um, you just heard on the clip. She says, "Dysfunctional mothering examples is assuming he can't manage responsibilities, so you take over or micromanage him." And I've seen that and experienced that. Like you tell him you want him to put put the groceries away, or you want him to fix this this table or whatever it is, but. He not moving fast enough for you. So you went, You go ahead and do it yourself. Like, just relax, man. Just relax. You being too controlling. And it's showing that you don't have any confidence and stuff in him. So in turn, that's going to cause conflict in your relationship or partnership. Next, scolding him on decisions that don't align with your beliefs. Here we go again with this with this beliefs and this confirmation this confirmation bias and all this other stuff and feeling validated or whatever. We got to understand that everybody works in different ways, right? It's funny because, like, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about in this episode, I've seen in on the Bernie Mac show. Like, if you watch the Bernie Mac show and you see how Bernie Mac um, interacted with his wife on the show, Wanda... You will see a lot of this stuff in here. You'll see a lot of the negative and positive stuff in it. Um, And it's fun. And that's why I be like, God be working, boy. God be working on my end when it comes to this stuff. Because a lot of times when I'm talking about some of this stuff, I can picture some of the episodes from the Bernie Mac show. And I've been heavily watching that jump for the past few months. And I don't know what the reason for, but it seemed like there's a reason. But, yeah, don't and this but honestly this goes both ways you know what i'm saying because both both um man and woman play roles in their relationship their partnership merge or whatever and you know what i'm saying you have to be you have to honor and be gracious in these in these moments or whatever you know what i'm saying and and that's what the conversation the communication and the dialogue is for you know what i'm saying a lot of the the ways that we've learned how to communicate we've learned from Excuse me, burp number nine or ten, burp number ten or eleven. We've learned from bad sources, like honestly, like our parents ain't really. We gotta look at the sources from where we came from. Like we gotta look at like our parents didn't wasn't necessarily taught the best things, and our grandparents weren't taught. So this is like this is the cycle. So when is it going to be a point where we start to break this cycle? You know what I'm saying? We can't just be looking at it as though, you know, um, these are family traits or this is our personality. We use that shit too much. You know what I'm saying? This is just how I am. This is my personality. This, you know what I'm saying? This is what my sun signs say. This is what my moon sign. This is what my Venus and rising say. You know what I'm saying? Forget all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always opportunities to learn and to grow and evolve going back to the list it says treating him as if he's incompetent controlling what he does curtailing his playfulness hovering him yeah you know what i'm saying we have to and this goes both ways and that's why i'm not even going to start with it just being about the list or whatever we have to allow people to be themselves You know what I'm saying? We can't get so caught up into our fears, our worries, the things that we've been taught or whatever, that we don't allow people to be themselves where we can actually see it and make a decision based off of that as opposed to the fears and worries that we got or the things that we're making up in our mind. Man, I'm rocking on this episode. Damn, I feel good. (laughs) But, uh, going further on this it says um she says it's very easy to shift from a significant other to a mother within a relationship you controlling what he does to make you feel safe comfortable or in control is dysfunctional don't undermine his independence don't hover him or micromanage him it's okay to care but you shouldn't have to schedule appointments and constantly remind him That eventually makes you associate him with being incompetent and you'll begin to scold and badger him. This will eat at his self-worth. And that's where resentment starts to breed on both ends. Niggas don't want to come home. Bamas get off work. He don't even want to come home right away. He want to go have a drink or he want to go hang out with the fellas. The woman, she want to sit in the car before she walk in the house and be on the phone with her girlfriend or on the phone with her girlfriend while she driving home like girl man i just don't want to go in this house <laughs> you know what i'm saying shit like this but back to it it says also don't take away from his playful nature just because he's playful doesn't mean he's immature or a child men are more playful and need playtime, even if it's hanging with the boys or at the bar it doesn't make them irresponsible Unless there is a display of lack or self control, and that and that and that's right. Like it's a difference between him coming home every now and then playing PlayStation or Xbox, but if that's what he's doing every day to the point where he ain't washing his ass, <laughs> he not cutting the grass, he not helping you with the chores, he not washing the dishes after you cook he stopped going to work or whatever then that is a cause for concern <laughs> back to the pose. it says this may lead to a lack of sexual desire as he will associate those behaviors with his mother that's definitely a turn off with dudes dudes don't want to be mother they don't want to be controlled they don't want to be micromanaged or nothing that will take him away from looking at you as being attractive And then that will, in turn, make him go outside. And y'all know that to be true because that's the same thing that goes for y'all. Y'all know that. So don't act like what I'm saying right now is not true. You know, good and well, y'all been with a man that some point has been a quote unquote bum or lazy or whatever. And he's become unattractive to you. Back to the post. Be mindful of your tone when speaking to him. Or addressing him, listen to see if you're speaking to him from a place of love and intimacy, or authority. <laughs> All right, let me move on. I don't know if this is a clip next or what. What else? Um, let me see. Yeah, I think it's a clip next.
3: We are hardwired to be Captain Saverholes. The masculine man, when he sees a problem, or he sees a damsel in distress. He wants to fix it. He wants to provide it a solution and get it to where it needs to be. Unfortunately, human.
0: And that's that's the truth. I already said it. I just said that. Right. And that's what dudes love. That, that's hardwired. Has- it's my bad. It's hardwired in us to want to be a protector, a provider, to be able to fix something for you. That's hardwired in us, even if it don't have nothing to do with a woman. That's part of us. That's part of a man's nature to to fix something you can eliminate a lot. Women can eliminate a lot of things by just allowing a man to be a man. But that's not the case because y'all been so programmed to be hyper independent. There's a difference between being an independent woman and being a hyper independent woman. And we about to get into that. But. Just allow a man to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't even matter. Like, a real dudes don't even, or quality dudes don't even trip off a woman making more money than him. You can make all, more money than him, buy all the furniture that needs to be put together. He will feel like a man if you buy the furniture and allow him to put that shit together. Or to handle whatever needs to be handled around the house. Or handle whatever needs to be handled with the car. Or with the yard. Or whatever. Allow him to be a man. But let me get to this clip.
5: Made people think that. Well, not just society. There's been a lot of men who's used the term submission for control. And manipulation and stuff like that. And so it has put fear in women. But also. There's been a lot of women operating in trauma who've put another fear in women, hyper-independent women, mm-hmm. women who are self-reliant, that feels like submission makes them weak right? and they don't know how to be vulnerable Exactly. and they see vulnerability as weakness, weakness. Mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. them, they think that if I submit, I'm weak and they put that into young women's minds mm-hmm. and it makes women not want to submit because of that, but people don't understand that submission, it, it will come so natural when you are with the right person right? for women. If there is a man who mm-hmm. gives that emotional security, oh she's gonna submit. Even if she tries to fight it, it's gonna happen. Right. And if a woman still allows a man to have freedom, and I'm not talking about freedom as far as cheating, but still <laughs> be himself and still have that freedom that men value, mm-hmm. oh he'll naturally submit. Mm-hmm. A woman gives him an ear without judgment, an mm-hmm. ear with empathy. Mm-hmm. He'll naturally submit. Mm-hmm. It happens. That's why I say it's not based off of gender. And I wish society would let go of that idea because yeah. it would be a lot more harmonious relationships, mm-hmm. a lot That's more balanced right. relationships if they remove that
0: idea. Right. I agree with her wholeheartedly with the gender part. But I'm going to go through the clip again because I don't necessarily agree with everything she's saying. But I mean, it is what it is. But. Yeah, it's a lot of hyper depend in hyper de, independent, hyper dependent with however you want to use the word. The correct way to use the word out here, and a lot of them don't recognize it. they going out here saying well i a man will find me when it's right or I need to get this together when it's together and it's a lot of hyper independent hyper dependent men out here as well, you know what I'm saying some people would have looked at me at one time as that way, you know what I'm saying I'm always in the house always doing my own thing i'm i I got this nonchalant exterior or whatever i present this to the world uh, and all that other stuff
5: but let me go back to the clip society has made people think that well not just society there's been a lot of men who's used the term submission for control and that's
0: what i already said yeah there is i'm i will not sit here and say that ain't been bammers out here that use control and submission for their advantage because there's a lot of controlling bammers out here that's insecure, don't have no confidence in themselves, stuck in their ego, and just want to rah, 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 and all that other stuff.
5: And manipulation and stuff like that.
0: And so it- and so, man- Yeah, manipulate to get whatever they want. Get some booty, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's why I always say y'all need to let go of that. You know what I'm saying? If a man really wants you, um, he'll show you shit that that shit need to be thrown out the window because bammers will will give you all the energy they got to get some ass and then you won't hear from them
5: again and y'all know that because some of y'all have been through that it has put fear in women but also there's been a lot of women operating in trauma who've put another fear in women hyper independent women
0: hyper independent women and a lot of these these women empowerment Women that y'all following on social media because I be saying it because I follow them. I follow the women, too, because I be getting content from theirs, and I just be looking at their posts. I'll be shaking my head. I'll be like, man, all y'all women out here following them and y'all just going behind the things that they saying. And y'all thinking just because they live in a life that looks good on social media, they traveling and they got, you know, what I'm saying some money and they they wearing sexy outfits and all this other stuff that they liberated no they ain't liberated they they fighting they they fighting (laughs) they fighting they fighting against the shit that they gone through they fighting against the stuff that feels uncomfortable to them uncomfortable in a good way like things that will help them you know what i'm saying and that's why you got to stop following your good, good girlfriend, seeing the stuff out here. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's women out here that got men, but be posting all day long, uh, showing their ass, twerking, and all that other stuff. What, why, you, why you got... And that's another episode. Like, I got that episode in the works. Like, why you... That's disrespectful to your man already right there. You showing your ass and all that other stuff so... You obviously saying his attention, his love or whatever he's giving you ain't good enough.
5: So either don't be. Uh, let me get back to this. <laughs> Women who are self-reliant, that feels like submission makes them weak. Right. And they don't know how to be vulnerable. Exactly. And they see vulnerability as weakness. weakness. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So men ain't the only ones that see vulnerability as the as weakness. And the reason that these particular women see it as a weakness, why? Because they living in their masculine energy. They operating out of their masculine energy. They aren't in touch, in tune, or connected with their
5: femininity or their feminine energy. So to them, they think that if I submit, I'm weak, and they put that into young women's minds. And yep. And in
0: order for them to feel comfortable with them doing the shit that they selves, sales, they try to push it out to the world or project it on the other women so that's why you got to be careful with these women empowerment women that's out here pushing these narratives or whatever because they lean you down a road that looks good but isn't going to feel good in the end so just be mindful be mindful and that goes the same way for dudes or whatever too it's a lot of misogynistic ass dudes out here and i follow some of them that Be talking female this, female that or whatever. Some of the things they be saying is good. Some of the things that the women empowerment women be saying is good. But you have to really sit down and look at it. And this is one thing that I'm I'm glad I learned a long time ago that and this is something that has just been a part of me or whatever. I question everything, even though I did learn a lot of negative and bad things coming up um, from being raised a certain way. I still questioned it. So the more and more I had the chance to learn and open up to new things, I questioned it even more. So I always look, anytime I see something on social media, anything, I, I always say to myself, literally, how does this apply to me? How does this apply to my life? That's how I go through the process of whether um, I attach myself to it, or if I agree with it, or if I need to apply it to my life or not. How does it resonate with me? How does it resonate with my life? How does that look? How like I'm? I've always known. Well, I ain't gonna say always. For a long time, I've known myself, but I just didn't have confidence or I was secure in myself. So when I was able to build those things up, I was able to look at certain things and be like, okay, what this person is saying, what this narrative is being pushed or whatever, the I would look and be like, how do I see this applying to my life? How do I look saying this to somebody else? How do I look saying this to myself? How do I look putting this into action?
5: It makes women not want to submit because of that but people don't understand that submission it it will come so natural when you are with the right person right for women if
0: see and that's something that i i understand what she's saying but i don't necessarily agree with it like because anybody can can offer offer a positive or open space for you anybody can do that on the negative side as well But what do you already have laid out for yourself? What foundation do you already have laid out for yourself? Because it's a lot of, like I said, it's a lot of people out here scamming. It's a lot of people out here manipulating. And it will look positive. But how does it feel to your gut? How does it feel deep inside to the core of you? To the true you? You know what I'm saying? Cause I've been sold plenty of times on, oh yeah, th- this woman looks this way or whatever, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But then when you actually deal with them, and then things start happening, you be like, bruh, this ain't it. <laughs> like that exterior looked good. the The representative looked good. That that
5: honeymoon phase faded away, and I'm be like, bruh, this this ain't it. Bruh. <laughs> There is a man who Mm -hmm. gives that emotional security. Oh, she's going to submit. Even if she tries to fight it, it's going to happen. Right. And if a woman still allows a man to have freedom, and I'm not talking about freedom as far as cheating, but still (laughs) be himself and still have that freedom that men value, Mm -hmm. oh, he'll naturally submit. Mm -hmm. A woman gives him an ear without judgment, an Mm -hmm. ear with empathy. Mm -hmm. He'll naturally submit. Mm -hmm. It happens. That's why I say... And I agree with all of that, you know, about
0: the naturally submit on both ends or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But that all comes down to, like I said, you having that foundation, you knowing yourself, you being confident in yourself, you being secure in yourself and not focusing on what social media say or your good, good girlfriends or your boys or your fears and your worries or what your parents say or what you've been taught or whatever. You have to figure out who you are. We so focused on trying to get a bag, trying to be a boss, or you know what I'm saying, trying to show off with this person and that person, or keep up with this person or that person, or get validation or whatever. That we aren't learning ourselves. I think the God that I, I'm in a position where I'm more, and I'm more in a space of wanting to learn myself. First, so I don't keep making the same decisions that will put me in a place of depression or heartache or wanting to seek out attention or validation or whatever. You know what I'm saying?
5: It's not based off of gender. And I wish society would let go of that idea. Yeah. Because it'll be a lot more harmonious relationships, mm-hmm. a lot That's more balanced right. relationships if they remove that idea of submission. Yeah. And
0: you can't sit here and be saying that, you know, only women submit. Men have to submit, too. That's the sign of true leadership. Like I said, at some point, that a leader has to be a follower. A leader has to work with the people around him. A leader has to learn from somebody. You just don't be born out the womb and you're a leader. You have to learn. You have to submit to things. That's that's what learning is. Submitting. But one thing that I did in the process of putting the um, all this this stuff together for these shows or whatever for this particular topic is that we can't get so caught up into these specific words of submission and leadership. You know what I'm saying? Because when you get so caught up into those specific words, you get attached to them and once you get attached to those words, you get attached to those definitions. But I'm going to come back on next episode about those definitions. It's a taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Dirk Silver. And we're going to end this episode with a song. One of my favorite songs of Purple Rain. I will die for you. Let's go. This is Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver. Catch me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube. I'm on Instagram at Taste to Consider Network find me on greatestiamblog.com greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram. You can catch my main page. It's attached to a taste to consider network on Instagram. Do your thing.
1: Stay, 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 stay the podcast. You make you happy when you're sad, make you good when you are bad. I you when I'm a duck, I'm good conscious, I am love.
0: to the podcast. Let's go. So you stick and sit a podcast.